Welcome back. This is a special edition of Modern Business, where our guest host, Zach Fishman, brings us millennials in franchising. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. This is Millennial Monthly on Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Uh, Looking forward to being back with you all again. I've been on a brief hiatus. Uh, It feels like it's been forever, but really it's only been six days since I last recorded an episode. Um, You know, it is after the 4th of July holiday, and we are on the other side uh, of that mountain. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking tan, I'm feeling good, and I'm looking forward to another episode today. Uh, we, you know, for folks who do know, um, I really did get my start with modern business through uh, a segment that I like to call and that I, and that Ryan and I have gone back and forth on it, what I like to call millennial monthly. And so I think that, uh, we haven't done one in a while. And so I really wanted to, um, bring that segment back once again. And I think that there is no better person to do it than one of our guests that we have on today. Um, before we get into that segment uh, again, and I'm really excited to bring that back, if I'm being honest, um, I would love to just go through a couple of announcements. The first one being is that Springboard is live and in person for folks who do know. Um, we are going to be having that uh, September 26th to 28th uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Please, please, please go and register and get your hotel ASAP. Um, we have a capacity uh, that we are trying, that we are going to be running up quite close to. Uh, we have over 250 people registered already. Um, and as I'm sure you folks all know, Philadelphia opened up a little bit later than say our folks down in Texas. And so, uh, there are some constraints with how many people we can have. So if you are looking to make it to springboard, please, please, please make sure that you sign up as soon as you can. That is franchisespringboard.com. Additionally, uh, we are going to be having Franchise Young conferences here. Again, it is the conference that Ryan and I started for young entrepreneurs in the franchise space to come and network and drink with each other. Uh, So we are going to be doing that October 31st to November 2nd uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So if you are looking to get involved in that, uh, registration is now officially open as of Tuesday of this week. Uh, I'm talking to you now on July 8th, so that would have been July 6th is when it opened. Uh, so please make sure to go and check that out if you haven't, if you're looking to uh, learn and hang out and network with some other people that are just like you in the franchise space. So definitely make sure to do that. Uh, the last thing uh, that I wanted to go through before we dove into everything here uh, is that please, please, please uh, go and check us out on on where wherever you're subscribed to your podcast. Uh, Ryan and I recently, for folks who have been listening Avidly, or for some folks who have been listening for the first time, we recently just did a 17-day media tour. We did 27 podcasts in five states. Uh, we would love to be able to have you guys you know, be participating in that. And the number one way to do it, of course, is to subscribe to our tax club. So if you go to modernbusiness.com, that is M-O-D-R-N business, uh, and if you're looking to get involved with us, um, be able to interact with us on a daily basis, um, that is exactly how you would do it. Um, we'll be sending updates for that. We'd love to hear from you all in terms of great new guests, great new topics, uh, anything in between. So definitely go and check that out as well. Okay. Well, uh, we're I'm really excited to bring back the segment. As I mentioned, uh, we are going to be having our first Millennial Monthly that we've had in, I think, I think this might be the second one of the year, unfortunately, and I'm supposed to be doing the monthly, hence the name. So um, looking forward to bringing on uh, my next guest. You know, this is a brand that I definitely think has a, has a lot to say about a very 
segmented in a very fragmented space. I mean, you guys all know and love the fitness space and it has been very hot in franchising in the past couple of years. Uh, you know, these, the folks at Sasquatch strength certainly have a very, um, a very interesting take on where they fit into everything. And I'm lucky enough to hit today, uh, to have the CEO and founder, uh, Isaac Weisberg on with us. Isaac, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Zach. Well, I'm looking forward to having you. And I, uh, you know, I, I want people, for folks who don't know, um, to learn a little bit about the brand. Uh, you guys are also based in a place that a lot of franchisors are typically not. Uh, you guys are up in the Pacific Northwest. And so you're representing, you're, you're representing that particular part of the country, which is not very common for franchising. So let's start with, you know, the founding story and how you found the franchise space, because I know um, it is an interesting story. So I'd love to start with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I got into fitness in 2013. I was actually studying law in Washington, D.C. when I decided that that just wasn't something that I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Um, I wanted to do something with a little bit more business development. I wanted to do something where I got to interact with people, give back to my local community. So I moved to Seattle kind of on a whim. That part's a bit of a long story that I'll save you from. Um, when I moved to Seattle, I started getting into fitness quite a bit. I actually got into CrossFit at first, um, and mm -hmm. I very much enjoyed the community feel of it. I enjoyed working out with my peers. I enjoyed bettering myself through fitness, learning how to persevere through fitness. Um, after doing that for a couple months, I decided, you know, I'm going to dedicate a lot of my time to seeing if I can breach into the fitness industry. I started as a trainer. Um, I got certified as a CrossFit level one trainer, which is about as low of a credential as you can possibly get in the fitness industry. It's a thousand dollars in a weekend seminar. And after I got done with that, I started hunting for a job and I'm pretty well credentialed as, you know, a, a law student, but I'm not very well credentialed as a fitness, um, person at this point in my career. So I started getting denied jobs left and right until finally I sat down in a little coffee shop. Uh, in Redmond, Washington, and somebody noticed that I was wearing CrossFit socks. They come over to me and they say, hey, do you do CrossFit? Uh, the guy's name was Jason. Um, we later became really good friends. Jason said that he was opening up a really small little boutique CrossFit gym in Sammamish, Washington, um, and he'd love for me to go check it out. So the next day I went over, I checked it out with him and his wife, um, and they invited me to come work for them and help them set up this gym. So for three months, I worked my butt off setting up all the floors, the rigs, the decals, helping with marketing, helping with tabling events, just really getting the gym ready to open in a couple months. The day before the gym was set to open, he sat me down with his wife and he said, Isaac, I I'm so sorry. We only have enough money to hire one trainer. Um, I know you've met Jeremiah, the other trainer that's been kind of floating around. He's super well credentialed. He's a CrossFit level two and NASA certified personal trainer. He's an ex-Marine sniper. So he's also built like a brick house, which I wasn't at the time. Uh, so they ended up hiring Jeremiah instead. Um, and I lost my opportunity to get my first job in the fitness industry. It's a little demoralizing at first. You know, I was 20, 20 years old at the time. Um, definitely not something that was a good feeling to have at that time in my career. But I decided I was going to take that as an opportunity to learn as much as I could and be so credentialed that nobody could ever deny me a job in the fitness industry again. So I took a job at the Jewish Community Center on Mercer Island. It's a little city across the water from Redmond, Washington. 
Uh, woke up every morning at 3.30 in the morning to open up the gym by 4.45 for everybody to be able to get in there and get their workouts. I studied like crazy, got my National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer certification, got my corrective exercise certification. Eventually, I got poached to go be a fitness manager at a Gold's Gym uh, up north here in Washington. And after a while, I decided, you know what? I'm going to build something for myself. I'm, I'm tired of being pushy as a salesperson because my managers demand that I am. I'm tired of trying to put people into memberships that I know they're not going to use. Attendance rate at Gold's Gym at the time was something like 17%. So only 17% of people actually use their membership on a weekly basis. I just didn't want it to be any part of that. So I decided to open up a gym. And while I was going through the process of figuring out how to do that, I got a call from Jason and Jason asked me if I wanted to buy some equipment from him for the gym that he heard I was going to open. When we finally sat down and talked, come to find out that he had to move back to California. Um, and he asked me if I wanted to buy his gym from him. So in 2014, about a year after I was denied that job, I came back in as the owner of the then Sammamish CrossFit. And that's how I got started with my very first gym. Um, from there, I realized that the fitness industry is absolutely brutal. Um, it is extremely competitive. There are 15 locations within a square mile of anywhere you put a location, rural or urban. Um, and you have to really stand out in order to make a splash. So I started trying to figure out how to do that. Um, and I decided to do that as you know most millennials do with technology. Um, I implemented a lot of software early on that helped us leverage marketing in a meaningful way, helped us leverage our brand in a meaningful way, helped us leverage our members in a meaningful way and allowed them to be an advocate voice for our brand in our local community. We grew pretty quickly. Um, in the first year, we did 20 times the volume that they had ever done before. Um, and then we decided that we wanted to go and open up a second location. So in about 2016, we decided that we wanted to open up a second location. At this point, I had brought on a partner. He was one of my very first clients um, at my first location. His name was Jason Cobb. Um, then he was our chief operating officer. Now he's our chief technology officer. And Jason helped us really start to develop the suite of technology that we were going to bring into Sasquatch to make sure that we were as competitive as we could possibly be. Our goals early on were, even before we decided to franchise, to have a technology suite as sophisticated as Orange Theories and F45s and Gold's Gems to make sure that our managers were able to utilize this technology to leverage themselves on a daily basis, but also to make sure that every time we expanded and opened up another location, it was a seamless transition. So we purchased the second gym in 2016, scaled our technology, started working with these two locations simultaneously. Um, and I found a gentleman by the name of Troy Morse that owned the location about 400 meters away from my front door in Redmond. Um, and Troy is one of the OGs in CrossFit. Um, he'd been doing this for 11, 12 years at the time, he ran a phenomenal location. He himself is an absolutely incredible trainer. He's trained um, athletes that have gone to win world masters in Olympic weightlifting at this point, several people that have national and state titles in powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting. Um, his daughter won the gold medal at youth nationals in Olympic weightlifting. So phenomenal, phenomenal coach, um, very credentialed athlete himself as well. And he 
built this unbelievable program. He obsessed over how to program effectively for what we call gen pop, general population, but training them as athletes. And I absolutely love that. So I went up to Troy and I said, hey, Troy, instead of trying to compete against each other and working in Redmond at the same time, why don't you come over to Sasquatch and why don't you help us build our program into something that hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people around the world are going to be able to get behind? And he said, okay. So in 2017, Troy joined the team and then we really had what is now the founding team of Sasquatch Strength. In 2018, we decided to open up one last location as a guinea pig tester for all of these new systems, all this technology, and now this new program that we developed with Troy. And at around that time, we were introduced to a group out of South Florida called the Franchise Founders. Um, At this point in our careers, we hadn't really considered franchising as a short-term goal. We saw it as a long-term goal in five or seven years after we really had tightened up everything that we needed inside of the locations. Um, But the franchise founders wanted to meet us and they were really interested in Sasquatch strength as a brand, Sasquatch strength as a concept, um, and especially in the technology that we had brought into the locations. So we flew out to your neck of the woods in South Florida um, and we started this dialogue around what would it take to franchise Sasquatch strength And would this private equity group be interested in investing in us, investing in our future, and giving us the resources that we needed to scale this to a full-fledged national franchise? So in 2018, we started going through that franchising process with the franchise founders. Um, We went through a pretty rigorous evaluation process with them, um, a pretty rigorous benchmarking process to make sure that they knew what things needed to be tweaked and what things needed to be improved before we went to market. And in 2019, we went to market as Sasquatch Strength Franchise. Uh, since then, as I'm sure everybody on your podcast knows, it's been a bit tumultuous with COVID-19 um, and a number of other things that have challenged the fitness industry like nothing before. Um, we had a lot, a lot of interest early on from Toronto, from Texas, from Idaho, from Florida, from New Jersey, people that wanted to franchise. We had a handful of people that made the leap and decided to sign their franchise agreements and get started with us before the pandemic hit. Um, but unfortunately, in, in 2020, as the fran- or as COVID-19 started to materialize, a lot of the traction that we were gaining sort of seeped away. Now, the powerful thing that happened in COVID-19 is we got to really stress test our corporate locations and especially our very first franchisee that opened in the middle of the pandemic. Um, And I'm very proud and very happy to say that the team and and John, um, our franchisee, did an absolutely unbelievable job during the pandemic. Um, We retained 98% of all of our members throughout the pandemic at the corporate level. Um, we were able to scale all of our systems online and make sure that all of our clients were taken care of and they got the same great fitness that they always loved at Sasquatch Strength, even though we were closed for nine months out of 2020. Um, And when we came back on January 11th, after the reopenings, we had 96% of our members return and do in-person classes. Um, We retained those online services for a little while while everybody transitioned over And now that things are opening back up, everybody's getting vaccinated, everybody's feeling good. Um, We're scaling quicker than ever. We're getting more members than ever. um, And things are really exciting. And we're excited to bring locations all over the United States. 
yeah, well, we're looking forward to seeing it too. And I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a story, quite a background into it. And so I appreciate you really, you really going through that. Now, um, I'm kind of curious, you mentioned technology numerous times in there. Is there anything that you could be specific about, about, you know, some of the ways that you guys are using technology to gain an edge? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started getting into the boutique fitness industry, we we realized two things. It really is separated into these two categories, the fitness industry as a whole. There's big box and there's boutique, right? Big box mm-hmm. has had amazing technology for 40 to 50 years. And they utilize that technology to make sure that they get their 15,000, 30,000 members that attend very irregularly. Their technology is focused on upselling to their members, selling personal training. It's a lot of good stuff in there, um, but there isn't a lot of technology making sure that their clients actually participate in the location, in their events, in their classes, because their model is to not get a lot of attendance. Their model is seven to 13% attendance. On the other side of the spectrum is boutique fitness. And these are phenomenal concepts like Orange Theory and F45. Their technology leverages mostly the ability Mm -hmm. to go ahead and get people to show up to the location and participate in the services, right? Mm -hmm. When we started exploring both of these avenues, we realized that there's pieces that each had that were incomplete. And if they were combined, they would create a pretty powerful platform for us. So what we did is we wanted to make it as seamless as possible, the client journey from clicking on an ad on Facebook or clicking on an ad on Google or Yelp or seeing a QR code on the windows as you're walking by our you know new soon to open location and walking you through the journey of experiencing Sasquatch, deciding to sign up for Sasquatch, being a member of Sasquatch, and then really taking advantage of all the services that we have at Sasquatch, because we're not a a one-trick pony. So what Mm -hmm. we do is we have a marketing suite that we developed with several different partners, among which are MindBody Online, it's one of the leaders in member management software. They brought in a company called Frederick that works as our CRM. Um, Our CTO, Jason Cobb, worked tirelessly um, with our director of marketing to make sure that we had as much Sasquatch language and connection and retention and engagement through our CRM as possible. So the client journey looks something like this. You you click on an ad on Facebook or somewhere else, you automatically get put into our CRM software and you start getting pinged about two times a day for the first week, prompting you to come in and try a trial class. We joke at Sasquatch that we don't really sell memberships, we sell trial classes. We want people to come in person and experience what it is that we have to offer. A lot of people have been to boutique fitness, but most people have never been coached before by a real coach that knows about kinesiology and human movement system and can tell you why your knee hurts and why your back hurts and how you can fix it and how you can do all these really fun exercises that we do at Sasquatch, but have them make a meaningful impact in your life right now, not in six or 12 months, but right now. So once they start getting those emails and we get them into the trial class, we have a a pretty specific process that we go through. You have a coach just for you for your first class on top of the coach in that class. They walk you through the class. And at the end of that class, they make sure they understand exactly why you're there, why it is that you decided to wake up in the morning and join a gym. Nobody really does that. There's, There's a reason behind it. There's a why. We dig deep into that why. Um, and then we get them to sign up for Sasquatch Strength. Once somebody's a member, 
our technology kind of flips and starts doing something a little bit different. Now the technology's job is to make sure that you stay consistent. So we track in two-week trailing averages your attendance. So if I know you, Zach, you usually come in four times a week. That's your two-week trailing average. If it drops below that amount, the system's going to put you in the at-risk campaign. So it's going to start sending you emails. Hey, Zach, what's going on, man? We miss you. We haven't seen you as often lately. Let's get you back in here. If it keeps dropping or stays the same, we're going to throw an offer your way. Hey, Zach, we got a protein shake waiting for you, man. Let's get you back in here. We want you at Sasquatch. It's not going to work if you're not working it. So you got to get back here. Um, and, and we go through several iterations of that. Um, the system eventually notifies our managers, our front desk, if that person's not engaging. The goal is to make sure that every single member at Sasquatch is utilizing their membership. 98% of all of our members come in at least twice a week. And that's powerful because that means our members are actually using the services and are actually getting what they came to Sasquatch for. They're not just paying for a little keychain that they can put um, on their their keys so they have their gold gym <laughs> or whatever fob, right? They're they're actually interacting and they're actually engaging. Um, and that's what all, all of our technology is about. Yeah. And I think that that definitely is vital when it comes to the fitness space. And so you know, understanding your customer and knowing what their habits are and actually, you know, using that information to get them into the locations more often to get them engaged is really how you increase retention too, right? And I think that that's a really important, that's a really important component. So talk to me a bit about, you know, the franchise development side and what your ideal candidate is. I mean, I'd be just interested to kind of hear where you guys have had success so far. I mean, you guys have three locations open right now, correct? We have three corporate locations. We have one franchisee location that's live and open. They opened in the middle of COVID and are thankfully doing great. Right. Um, right. We have another location in Kirkland, Washington that's set to open in September. Um, they're going through their pre-opening preparations right now. Um, and we have a sixth location in Orlando, Florida, that's hopefully going to open by the end of this year. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Okay. So and in saying that, you know, when you and you and I know you mentioned that you had one location that opened during the pandemic. Talk to me a bit about talk to me a bit about how or what type of candidate you guys are typically looking for. I'm just kind of curious to um, to get an understanding of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it it really depends. Um, we get people from all walks of life. We we absolutely love people that are passionate about helping others, want to make an impact in their local communities. We do really well with um, owners that want to be involved in the business and want to help scale the business. That's something that we feel really strongly about um, in working with those people is we know that we can make an impact in their day-to-day and we know that we can make an impact in the communities that they choose to go into. John's a great example of that. John worked with another franchise system, um, a, a tutoring franchise for a number of years, and he didn't have a lot of support. He didn't have a lot of success. Um, they they really left him high and dry, and they weren't supportive of him. They weren't supportive of his work-life balance or his ability to impact whatever he was trying to impact, which in that case was the community in Sammamish. Um, John was actually a member of Sasquatch Strength before it was Sasquatch Strength in Sammamish, Washington in that very first little gym that I opened up. And after a number of years of working with me and seeing what we were doing, John approached us and said, hey, you know, I, I want to be a franchisee. I want to try this again, right? The, the, the tutoring business didn't work, but I think I can be a phenomenal business owner if I have the right support system. So he came to us and he said, hey, let's do this. 
Okay. So we worked with him and we do what we do best, which is we coach our franchisees, right? We, we do have some franchisees now that are getting involved that want to be absentee and want to make this an investment. And we work really well with them as well because we leverage technology in very meaningful ways. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about our learning center in a second. Um, but we love working with mm-hmm. individual franchisees that want to be owner operators because they bring a different level of passion to their location. Um, John really proved that during, during COVID, during the pandemic. Um, he was set to open in July. And in July, the mandate still said you can't open. Um, landlord wasn't forgiving whatsoever. They had no leniency with him um, at all. And we worked through it. You know, we, we started selling memberships remote only. We gave people tours of the location. We did a bunch of tabling events um, with masks and, you know, trying to give people social distance high fives and all this stuff to get them excited about Sasquatch. Um, he hired a phenomenal general manager that did an excellent job of helping him, you know, keep the business afloat during the tough months in COVID. And then January 11th came around um, when we were able to finally reopen in, in 2021 post COVID. Uh, and they started growing like wildfire because they they really had this passion behind the brand. They really had this connection with people. And, and John knew what it was like to come into Sasquatch wanting all of these things, wanting to be more fit, wanting to be able to keep up with his kids, wanting to have more energy and going through the journey and getting that for himself. So now he had the ability to grab all these other people and be really genuine about wanting to bring them into the fold and get them that same level of energy and, and fitness that he achieved. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it's so important to be able to tap into the people you already have that are passionate about your brand. And I think that that's really what I'm hearing is that, you know, despite the fact that you, you know, that the, that the locations are a little bit larger, right? I mean, there is a little bit more, there is a little, there, there is quite a, a large, you know, footprint that you have, you're still able to tap into that owner operator, which is not terribly common. And I think that that's something that it seems like that your brand certainly has done to great success. And I hope that you replicate because those franchisees are oftentimes the people that just understand the brand inside out, which to your point is super important. And so I love hearing that. So I want to transition to something uh, quickly that, you know, I'm curious about as it relates to the operational side I often think that a lot of brands that, you know, as you guys are growing and scaling and you're going into different markets where you are not physically located, it's really hard to know if that operational model that you have worked so hard to hone and perfect uh, is actually working in places where you are not, right? And so I'm curious to hear, is there any type of technology or anything that you guys use, you know, at you know, at a location level to be able to hold those general managers that are going to be in Orlando soon to be held accountable to ensure that that, that that entire, that that entire process because of worked so hard to um, determine is actually working in the way it should be. Absolutely. Um, Jason Cobb, our, our chief technology officer, he managed a company that um, did high-speed trading network infrastructure um, for about 10% of the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ volumes per day. So he is an extremely high-level operator. Um, and he went to work answering that exact question. How do we make sure that we hold accountable our general managers and our franchisees that are across the country or in another country with the same level of diligence that we hold our own managers here at home accountable to? 
Um, we did that in a number of different ways. The first is um, we made sure that we train our employees at the unit level personally. We do that in two ways. The first way is we have our executive team fly out for pre-opening processes and train the franchisee staff on site right before their grand opening. We do that for every single location. Eventually, we're going to be scaling that with franchisee success managers, but you're always going to have somebody fly out and train your staff for you the first time. That's first layer of defense. Second layer of defense is we work with a company called Fran Connect. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Um, very very so. popular in the franchise space. Um, mm-hmm. Fran Connect has a learning platform that I think is underutilized in, in the franchise industry. It's phenomenal. Um, it's somewhat difficult to work with at times on the back end, but on the front end, it's spectacular for our franchisees. Essentially, we filmed video modules for all of our coaches, all of our front desks, all of our general managers, and all of our head coaches so that they learn from top to bottom exactly what's required to be successful at Sasquatch Strength from me and my team. So we recorded the modules. We make sure that they hear my voice talking about our core values, talking about our culture, talking about our ethos, so that they believe it and they feel it and they buy into it before they ever step into our franchisee's location. So for a coach, for example, there's seven hours worth of modules that they get to watch before they ever step foot in a Sasquatch strength location and go through the actual in-person training. That makes it a lot easier for me and my team to train them when we show up on site, but it also makes it a lot easier for the franchisee in Orlando or in Timbuktu to be able to train Sally, the coach, when she shows up for the first time, because they already have the foundation of what it means to be part of Sasquatch, but also what it means to be a highly effective coach, for example. So that's the second way in which we leverage it. The third way is we work with a company that I absolutely adore called Franmetrics. Um, Jason McReynolds is the CEO of that company. Um, he's an absolutely fantastic guy. Um, he creates KPI dashboards that integrate into every single piece of technology that we have from our marketing engine, our marketing suite, our member management software, our CRM. It pulls all of this information and then it reports in a very visual way exactly how our franchisee is doing compared to our pre-established benchmarks. So every single day, our franchisees get to go inside of their dashboard and they get to see, okay, am I red, which means bad, yellow, which means okay, or green on each of these 15 KPIs that we establish. So they get to look at their member retention. They get to look at their attrition rate. They get to look at their new member, their closing rate, their closing rate from lead to trial or from trial to member. All these metrics are things that we keep track of with them. We get alerted if there's anything in red or in yellow to make sure that we can have conversations with our franchisees and keep them accountable. And the last layer of defense is for the first year of operations, me and my team have a weekly call, a one-hour weekly call with every single franchisee to coach them into being phenomenal franchisees. We go through that dashboard. We talk about challenges. We talk about difficult hires, new hires, anything that we can think of that they need help with to ensure that they're going to be as successful as possible in that first year um, and and thoroughly enjoy the development process of being a part of Sasquatch Strength. Seems like that you guys definitely have that infrastructure down pretty well, especially for being a brand that is relatively new to the franchise scene. So I think that that... It's honestly great. I mean, I don't really hear that very often. So I think that that's encouraging to hear. Um, As it relates to the marketing side, 
Um, is there anything that you guys are doing to, you know, lure people into the locations to get them to respond to the culture that you guys have built? I mean, is there any offers, any promotions, any value adds, anything, gift cards, anything of that nature that you guys are using to get people involved? And maybe there's a cool way that you're getting to them. Maybe that you're using, you're using text messaging really effectively or something like that. Uh, anything that you want to speak on, on that topic there? You know, it's funny. I, we try and be as innovative as we can in marketing. And the thing that's worked the best for us in the last seven years of operating is just telling the truth. Um, our, I know that sounds funny, but, but hear me out. In downtown Kirkland, our new location in downtown Kirkland, it's probably the most trafficked location we've ever opened. Um, there's, I think, a 47,000 car foot traffic that goes through there. Um, so very, very, very um, high traffic location. We put these big signs that Amy, our director of marketing and branding, wanted to test. And it basically said at the very top, um, if you're looking for a quick fix, and then underneath it says, keep walking. And it's pretty long. It's a, it's a lengthy thing that goes through like, hey, this isn't going to be easy. This is actually going to be quite difficult. Um, it's simple, right? All you have to do is show up three times a week. But it, it's not going to be easy when you're here. It's going to be hard, right? We're going to put you through a hard workout. We're going to try and teach you stuff. We're just not going to give you a workout and send you on your way. Um, education first is our, our most closely held core value, right? We talk about educating people on health and wellness, not just putting them through a workout. So that messaging, that jarring message of no, this is not going to be easy. No, you can't buy a month-to-month membership or a punch card. We only sell six and 12-month memberships. That's extremely jarring to people. Um, that messaging has worked more better than anything else because I don't think people, especially in this industry, are used to being dealt with with such honesty where we say, no, you can't lose 20 pounds in 30 days. I'm not going to promise you that because it's not going to happen. And if somebody gives you a crash diet to lose 20 pounds in 30 days, um, you should sue them because that's not good and it's not sustainable. So let's let's reel this in a little bit and let's let's talk about six months down the road, right? A year down the road. What, what can we accomplish in a year of having you come in and work out two or three times a week and enjoying it and making it a part of your life, not just something you do once in a while on the weekend after you had too many beers and you feel terrible, so now you want to make up for it. Um, so, so that messaging really has been impactful. Um, and we've gotten creative with the ways in which we deliver it, right? We, we have QR codes on these decals and the walls of the new locations that are coming up. We do text messaging campaigns. We do email campaigns. We do a lot of brick and mortar stuff. We have people go around with a Sasquatch suit. So if you buy a Sasquatch strength franchise, you get a Sasquatch suit with it and you get to wear it and you get to go to your tabling events as the Sasquatch, um, which is a lot of fun. I've done it myself quite a few times. Um, and it's entertaining, freaking people out with the suit. Um, but really, it's just being honest with people. Yeah, I like that. I think that that's certainly a good thing to live by. In hearing about this Sasquatch suit, which I did not know existed, but I'm now happy, very happy. <laughs> I now know it does. Um, talk to me a bit about how you guys are using social media, you know, to really, to really get people excited and to get them as part of your community. And I think that that's such an important part of the fitness journey is just allowing other people to see the evidence that you have that things are really changing. And I think that, you know, that can be happening at a corporate level or at a franchisee level too. Um, so talk to me a bit about how social media um, is playing a role in the success that you guys have on the marketing side. Yeah, absolutely. Really, we just try and celebrate our members. We celebrate our coaches. So we do member spotlights 
for every single location every month. We make sure we showcase a member um, and, and not for any sort of success, really, but just for being a part of Sasquatch and being willing to participate in what we do. Um, we talk about uplifting core values, right? If, if you're education first, if you're member obsessed, um, if, if you take profound ownership of yourself and your community, those are, those are three of our core values. Those are the types of things that we really want to showcase in our member spotlights and our coaching spotlights. For example, um, one of our members, so, sometimes we go out for runs, right? If one of our members is going on their final run and everybody else has done, we've had members run out and run that final lap with that other member that's laps. And that's huge. That That's a huge community thing for us. So that member is going to get showcased on the member spotlight because that was absolutely phenomenal. We'll also get an attaboy. We send these little physical cards. I know we live in a world of social media and email and all these different pieces of technology, but sometimes going old school is cool too. So we send these handwritten postcards by a coach that say, hey, I noticed you went and ran that final lap with Sally. That was super cool. Just wanted you to know that we noticed and you're awesome. It says attaboy and Sasquatch strength on the back. So when they're going through all their bills, they'll see this handwritten note from their coach um, at their gym and they're going to feel good about themselves. But we, you know, we, we do reels and we do a lot of fun stuff with our members. Um, our members are sometimes see the reels that we put in of like the Sasquatch doing like the jumping dances and scaring people in the Sasquatch suit in the woods and then talking to them about fitness um, and they'll want to participate. So then we'll have to do the reels again on site in the location with all of our members because they want to participate. Um, it's just fun, right? A, a, a gym is just supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be this crazy, difficult business to run. Um, it's not supposed to be painful. It's it's supposed to be adult PE, right? You're supposed to go because it's entertaining. There's like-minded <laughs> people. There's people trying to better themselves. Um, doesn't have to be that hard. I like that adult PE. I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I think that we will say that that is something that you have come up with and you exclusively. Uh, we are we are <laughs> we are attributing that to you. Um, now, in closing here, Isaac, I'm just kind of curious to hear a bit about some of the major plans you guys have for the rest of the year. I know you mentioned you have some locations opening up. Uh, anything else that you have uh, on the docket that you're really excited about that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we actually, I forgot to mention that the other thing we did in 2020 was we bought out our private equity partners. So now we're 100% Sasquatch zone, which is really exciting. We haven't been that way since we started franchising. So we really get to do things our way. We really get to push the culture forward and put it at the forefront of everything we do. Because of that, we've really seen an uptick in interest in the franchise. So um, by the end of the year, we hope to announce that we have locations coming in Austin, Texas. We have locations going into several places in Idaho, um, South Florida, outside of Orlando as well. Um, Orlando's yeah. opening, but we're going to be opening up in, in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. We actually have a lot of interest in Toronto as well. So we hope to have our first um, international, can you call Canada international, uh, yeah. franchise announced by the end of the year. So we have a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, we're going to be at IFE in New York. If anybody's going to be over there at the Javits Center in September, we'll see you guys there. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a, a fun rest of the year. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing all about it and you know, seeing the growth. And I think that you know, I, I always love talking to young entrepreneurs like yourself that have really made a name for themselves in the space. And, you know, I'm uh, ha happy to always happy to always have you on anytime. And we, and we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you guys having me. 
Absolutely, of course. Well, folks, if you want to listen to more episodes like this, please go to Modern Business. It is M-O-D-R-N Business, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, Isaac, thank you very much once again for sharing the Sasquatch Strength story. Uh, one final question for you. Where can people go to learn more about becoming a franchisee? If you go to franchise.sasquatchstrength.com, um, you can have a bunch of information on what it is that we do. Um, but if you want to have a conversation with me specifically, I'm always around. I get very involved in franchise development. I want to make sure that our first 100, 200 locations are people that I love working with. So go ahead and email me. It's Isaac, I-S-A-A-C at SasquatchStrength.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And folks, you can too also have your very own Sasquatch suit. Thank you guys, everybody. Uh, really appreciate the time. And uh, Isaac, thanks again. Thank you, Zach. Cheers, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.